Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, man, there's really no way to say this without sounding sounding like Andy Rooney or like an old man. But what the hell is an NFT? I really don't know, and it's all uh, taking the world by storm, including Ghostbusters collecting, uh, so Chris is going to help me try to understand it on this episode. How does it relate to things? Uh, we'll find out. We also have some merchandise news, uh, a few news items, but mainly, Chris is going to just hold my hand. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Oh, News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Uh, what, like, we're amateurs at this? <laughs> we are amateurs at this. Um... Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, This is going to be a very uh, abridged version of the CrossRip. Full disclosure, Chris and I are hard at work at the 300th episode, um, and it's kind of pulling us in in multiple directions, in in addition to our regular lives. Uh, Liar. You can tell everybody we just spent the last hour doing primal scream therapy. (laughs) We didn't get anything done, we just screamed... We, for an hour i i told i told chris i was like hey just give me a second remove your headphones like if, if you've got the cans <laughs> off just just give me a thumbs up and i am going to just have at it yeah uh yeah we're we're we're, we're cooking up some fun stuff for you guys for the 300th episode and so it's requiring us to do multiple recordings and i feel like we're yes have some or something it's like how do they have the energy i still don't understand um <laughs> but uh yeah. Free Dr. Pepper. For, the free Dr. Pepper. That's really what we need is we need the caffeine and the sugar to, to get us No, that was, that was a political statement. Free Dr. Pepper. He didn't do it. <laughs> I get you. But I don't yeah, know what jokes. his crime is. Night. Is his yeah, crime right. just tasting so damn good? See, Dr. Pepper, I can do it too. Um, <laughs> Dr. Pepper didn't do it. Mr. Pib did. Mr. Pib did. Hey, Suicide Squad, coming to theaters maybe possibly question mark um eventually but uh yeah so we've got a little bit of news uh it's just gonna be a really quick episode uh, this week and uh we're we're not gonna april fool you with anything that's not our job here so here we go with the news hey guys peter i have some news from the world of gozer i got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multiplanar curly and emanation now well here's your next month's cover of gq check out the aura on this sucker Mr. Stewart, mm. uh, April Fool's Day is not my favorite. I'm not going to no. lie. Um, it's sort of like last year. I think there should be a moratorium on April oh, Fool's please. Day. Oh, please. Please, please, please. I mean, I, I get it. And I know that people are just, they're, they're looking to have some fun at other people's expense. Um, I, I just, I, I did not enjoy April Fool's Day before social media. And I definitely do not enjoy April Fool's Day now that social media it, is a thing. It's March 32nd. Uh, yes, please. Um, 
<laughs> so really that's that's all that we have to talk about this week and good night everybody we love you stay old safe men talk about hating april fool's day uh no <laughs> Damn, I, kids. I have I, we have a couple of things on here uh chris there's a few merch things um but yep. i i i kind of want to start with nfts um, <laughs> and okay. I know that this was at the back of our, our rundown. Um, but, but because it, it popped up on the SNL episode, uh, with, with an awesome, uh, pre-taped, uh, you know, uh, another Eminem, uh, spoof parody, uh, what is an NFT and how does it apply to Ghostbusters? Like that, I kind of want to pick your brain. Like I, I still don't quite get it. It is a, a non, non fungible token. But that means that it is Not, one yeah. thing that will only exist one time only. So it's a, a one in a yeah. Fungible one of a kind. means means it, it's interchangeable with another similar thing. So uh, paper money is fungible. You got a five dollar bill that you don't like how wrinkly it is. You can trade it for another five dollar bill. It's just, so non fungible means it's a one of a kind thing. You cannot swap it for something else. Um. Basically, in the last, I'm sure the idea has been around for a while, um, but it seems like in the last two or three months, it's really kind of broke into the mainstream news. And for us, it broke in because, uh, same with the company, Ecomi, I think, um, or is that just the marketplace that was handling it? I don't know. But anyways, there's a, a company that put together, oh God, 200 gold and I think 200 silver. I don't, I don't know, but it's the Ghostbusters logo, um, in digital form. This is where it's very strange. I'm not super excited. That That's what I don't quite NFTs. get. Is you, you own um, the NFT in the digital space and does it only exist like in a virtual reality? It only exists like in an augmented reality where you can look at it through okay, well, here's the, the lens of, of whatever the, the, the best way to put is. it, the, the, the ideal for an NFT is remember ready player one, the idea of a shared virtual space where you had a weapon and it's one of a kind, nobody else has it. You can't copy it. Uh, you can sell it on to somebody and then they become the owners of it, but it's, uh, you don't have it anymore. It's not like just because you're in a virtual digital world, you can make a copy of it yeah. away it goes. Um, and I mean, that's one thing that I think a lot of people have questions about. I still have questions too. Like it's a, it's digital. So copies can be made, but the thing is, is, or maybe not, I guess like it's, it's, it's very, very weird. Uh, the one thing I can wrap my head around. So what's the guy's name? Beeple? Is that it? Beeple? Beeple? I don't know. Beeple? Yeah. I'm not. There's a, there's a, an artist, a digital artist guy, uh, the corridor crew, he's friends with theirs and he was on anyway. So for the last, I don't know how many years he's been challenging himself. He does a digital piece of art a day. And then they took all those pieces of art. He combined them into one massive tapestry image file and then auctioned it off. And the damn thing netted him like. 40, 50 million, something like that. Like crazy amount of money. And that kind of thing sort of makes sense to me because a huge amount of work went into it. And it is, because a lot of people joke, or oh, I bought a piece of, you know, you spent so much money buying a piece of art and I can just take a screenshot. And it's like, eh. 
if and this is where things this is like the thing the Ghostbusters thing kind of breaks down. It's kind of like they made the Ghostbusters logo in like a three D file form, sold two hundred of them. But we also live in a world where there's multiple three D file sharing places that yeah. Have the similar. I was going to say that that's so what, what I'm thinking about. Like the Ghostbusters angle on this, it's like, could we get the Ghostbusters logo somewhere else? Like I don't yeah. understand how this becomes a, a valuable asset. Right. So consider, um, um, ba, 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 was it Wu Tang did the album and put it out? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Sleazeball Pharma guy bought it, or I think he bought it. I don't know. Uh, the, Anyways, yeah. they they recorded it. They put it on a drive and they sold it. And that was the only, like, they didn't put it out. The only version of it, it, the only copy of it. Yeah. Now here's the thing. He owns it. And as long as he never does anything with it, he owns the one of a kind. The trouble is, is I don't know if it's non-fungible. I think he literally just got the one and only drive with music, but it's kind of like the idea they're going for. So somebody Hmm. now in this NFT world. Uh, and it's all, this is all built around blockchain. This is one of the things that I do kind of understand. This is what protects your copy from any other copy. So even if it's something that you can make a digital copy, your copy, I I don't know, I guess like the, what is it, the MD5 hashes or whatever, is kind of linked to your copy. And that's all listed in this, you know, uh, blockchain style ledger that people can see who's the current owner and verify that that file is the real file versus somebody else's copy of it. But then again, this is, like I said, a strange thing. Like what is the advantage of certain things? The, the Beeple thing makes sense. I hope I'm getting his name right. The Beeple thing makes sense because what would it take to like really kind of rip that off? Do you know what I mean? And even then it could still be kind of done, I guess. It's, it's a little new. I'm still trying to read up on it and all that. And there's a few places where my brain just goes, this is, it's like the digital, it's like them going, this is the digital version of, here's a hundred copies of this author's book. There will be no other copies. And he signed every one of them and off it goes. And then, yeah, there's only a hundred of them. And God help us if one gets destroyed and all that, like the value goes up. That makes a certain amount of sense because it is a tangible thing. It hmm. cannot be copied. Digital, the only way they can keep it from being quote unquote copied is by swearing it's not the original file. But we also live in a world where, eh. <laughs> let's put it this way. We we're now, tw- what, 15, 20 years into downloading stuff online. Uh, yeah. People are say. pretty. How can I not copy this thing? Like people figured people out how are, to copy. Uh, well, it's not even about the copying. People are pretty good with, eh, close enough. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So, and these guys, they bought it, they bought it at, what was, I'm trying to find the price here. Oh, really? Did they do a state puff as well? No, no, no. This is something different. What is this? I've got, I'm on the wrong. So uh, I, I would imagine there have to be multiple NFTs that are Ghostbusters related at this point, right? Like the logo's a no brainer, but yeah, stay puffed, Slimer, uh, yeah. whatever you can model in a 3D space or even create like a 2D image or GIF of. Right. So, I mean, if say Fortnite went on forever and it's got Ghostbusters as an add on into it sort of thing, if they were to like, I mean, Fortnite's not built around blockchain, but there are games and platforms and all that, that are are heading in that direction. They want their marketplace to be like ready player one, which is 
you know, it mimics the real world. If a guy makes a handmade, like, a, you know, if a, uh, you know, a Japanese sword makes or makes a crazy Japanese sword sort of thing. It's a one of a kind and you cannot just copy it outright. Same with the digital world. Somebody, the world, the, the game world is opened up that people can make their own items and whatever. And yeah, you can then link it to, I made it. I'm only selling one of them or three of them or whatever. And yeah, it cannot be copied. There are marketplaces like that. The shooty, shooty one. I can't remember which one it is. It's one of the shooters. And mm. people can make their own uh, skins for guns and stuff like that yeah. and then sell them to people. And a lot of those people, again, because once you sell the, the, I think a lot of those it's handled by Steam or something like that. Maybe they have their own backhand marketplace, but they're basically, you're trusting the, the game platform's marketplace. If you say, I'm only selling five, you're only selling five. But then we live in this weird world where the guy who made it could take the same thing and just put it up again three years later going, <laughs> that, hey, I'm going to sell five more. Say, and then you, you're like, you wait a minute. You find out how much that's worth and then you're like, well, here's more. I, and I, I guess pay, that, that diminishes the value of it too. So it kind of relies upon you making it a rarity or a one of a kind or yeah, something. But, 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 but the thing is, is for the starting guy, it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, this is this is basically trying to make it so that things increase in value rather than decrease in value right, in the virtual right. space. But anyways, this company, yeah, they got 200 silver or platinum or whatever they call them and 200 golds. Um, and they sold fast and apparently then they were flipped almost immediately into a secondary market Jeez. with people then selling them on. And it's kind of. And, and it's I, just, it's just know. bragging rights of owning the one of a kind. Cause that you, you can't, do you have but a gallery is, where you can show them off? Cause you can't well, do that cause people just, would steal it no. and. This Copy is, it. Literally, it's a printout. You're like, see, the blockchain says I am the official owner of this thing. But wow. like they say, we already live in a world where a whole generation is like, I'm not technically an official owner of that latest album, uh, but I still yeah. have it. Savings <laughs> right? like bonds for the new generation. <laughs> what a weird so, world. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not instantly prepared to poo-poo it because, like I said, there there seems to be a few. Well, a there seems to be a future where this will fit better. Like I said, the ready player one thing, if somebody will come up with a, you know, a plat we live in an age where game system platforms and all that, like, uh, services can yeah. last for longer than, you know, you used to buy your game and, you know, you replaced it six months later with some other new game sort of thing. We now live in a world where how long is like Warcraft been going on? You know what I mean? Like, and Warcraft's a perfect example of if somebody, somebody, you know, more and more we'll see people making their game platforms. They're intended to be long tail games and they will build it so that either they will sell you exclusive items or people can make and sell and trade their own exclusive items. And yeah, this is the system that you can use to swear that this is a one of a kind thing and anything else is just a knockoff or the system says you cannot. So again, maybe, a, yeah, you your buddy buys this thing and you can get on his machine and I've got the file. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you plug it into your computer at home and the system goes, yeah, there's only one of these and you're the wrong hashtag and, or, or hash file. And that's it. You, you're, you do not have the a proper copy. So that hmm. I can see that kind of coming, but right now, right now there seems to be <sighs> seems to be more hype than anything else. A couple uh, places. Well, let's put confusion, it this way. Confusion, hype, and just sort of yeah. like like my my reaction to it before I saw the SNL sketch was like, 
I still don't get it. And even after watching the sketch, I'm like, I still don't quite get it. But I think you're, you're explaining it really well. And I'm, I'm in your debt now because I'm like, okay, I kind of get it now. Yeah. It's well, you're owning a piece is, of art. Sort uh, yeah, of. Sort of. I, I'm pretty sure that there's probably NFT enthusiasts out there that are screaming because I'm yeah. getting it all wrong. But like I say, as close as I can get it is the world of art, the world of physical collectibles, they all have this built in system of, well, hell, I mean, there's advantages to this. Kind of. There's advantages to this system. Like I, every once in a while I stumble upon articles where I was like, yeah, there's fake art out there. And the, the art collecting world just will not deal with it because the minute they deal with it, a lot of people holding stuff that they think is worth a lot of money and is exclusive suddenly is a fake. And then it kind of, <laughs> so, I mean, art, for example, is supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be naturally non-fungible and it turns out, no, people can make a really good fake. And as it turns out, since there's no way short of a bunch of people have to agree that they're going to examine it and prove conclusively that it's a fake, it's as good as the original. As good as the original, yeah. Whereas this thing, the, the system will say, original, not original. But at the same time, hmm. like I say, if, if you get a, I mean, hell, you have to be really good to make a fake piece of art and people certainly, in, you know, continue to, let's put it this way. Apparently, we've all gone to a museum to enjoy a piece of fine art and to, at least at some point or another, we've seen at least one not a real thing uh, and didn't know it. And yeah. like it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's obviously very forward thinking and it's very big right now. And I don't know if it's going to pan out. Same thing was said about Bitcoin. Bitcoin still or, said about yeah. Bitcoin. And to be honest, it's still kind of plugging away. Will, has it become the future it was going to be? Sort of. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, criminals <laughs> really love <laughs> <laughs> What we may, what they may have inadvertently created is a weird system of money laundering. It's uh, like, I was going to say another I type have, of currency, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I will now buy this expensive non-fungible art and then I will sell it on to you and then you can sell it on to somebody else. And hey, my drug money is now clean hey, money. what do you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like to hug the, the Ready Player One version where, you know, you game, I game, anybody who's listening yeah. to games. You know, things like, uh, you know, anything that we play that, I mean, right now we're paying for, this is the thing, like we're paying for, we're paying money for things that either everybody else is getting at the same time, which is means they're cool, but it's anybody who can afford it can get it. Or it's things that are so hideously expensive, like, um, to remember some of the add-ons, like the, that Ghostbusters, uh, the, uh, run the, run the dead game. And you could buy the, the stuff that would, you know, get you the, uh, oh, the terror yeah. dogs yeah, and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like so, all the sort of, yeah, exactly. Oh, the, that was super rich, right? And yeah. in the world of shooters and all that, it, it's got to be so frustrating to be, to, that's how they make those things exclusive so to a degree. Left for Dead 2, I want to say was the name of that call. Yeah, yeah. Run, run the Dead, I think it's Run the Dead. But they, those, you know, things in games are exclu made exclusive by being so bloody expensive that really it's unfeasible for some people to get them. Whereas, you know, sooner or later, we're going to run into a world where you may not even have to buy it. We may end up where game systems allow you to craft and forage your own unique thing. 
and it's becomes its own mm. one of a kind thing automatically that you can then sell <laughs> on to people and you're paying money for xbox trophies but one <laughs> of a kind xbox trophies that nobody kind else of has and not. yeah this it, yeah. i was surprised about by the ghostbusters one because i'm still not 100 percent clear where the the logo came from like is it it reminds me of the the Builda logo that came with the the Mattel figs mm. a few years back, up to and including like it's got a stand, and I'm kind of like this m- <laughs> it, might it be may where have the been file... 3D scanned from that, or yeah, or or it's the or it's the original scan that the kind the toy makers use to make the you know the figure right yeah we now live in a world where toys you know have their 3d models to begin with so they went yes we made this file its only use was to make these real world things we are now going to make 200 uh, (laughs) gold textured versions of them available to collectors that are now stamped you know on this blockchain system so that you know they are they are the 200 and anything else is not part of it but like i said the one thing i can't quite get over is this idea of you know we live in a world there's like we were talking earlier um uh shout out to uh dustin milne there and our apologies to kyle and the crew for having to listen to me <laughs> talk about nfts every week minutes. on mondays yeah <laughs> but we were talking about you know finding old move you know streaming versus print you know physical media and all that and Dustin mentioned uh, air, uh, the Arrow. Yeah, I think that's what it was called with Dan Aykroyd about the Avro Arrow and not being able to find it and all that sort of thing. And it's it's like, um, uh, no, I lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. Oh wow, double apology to Kyle and the crew. I didn't even make a stupid point there. I just well, it talked is myself into a corner. Media, yeah, collecting vinyl records going back to last week, talking about our discogs. Oh, that, that's rarities, what that's what it was. Like he, yeah, he he said it's the whole thing is on YouTube. YouTube is not DVD. It's barely DVD. That copy is barely DVD, let alone, you know, a Blu-ray release or whatever. So we're living in a world where, oh hell, and I'm paying for you and I both, uh, like Comet, not always yeah. the crispest, right? Oh, but I love Comet. But yeah. we love it, right? It's cl- We're like close enough. Like we are a society of digitally eh, good enough. Like I, I, okay. I was on TV as MP3 enthusiast. Uh, when the Rio PMP came out, the first, uh, oh God, I loved being 20 and having a disposable income. <laughs> I went out and I dropped, I choked cause I believe I spent like 350 bucks on like a 32 meg MP3 player. The first to hit the market for everybody. And I was one of the first people to get in Vancouver and a friend mentioned it to a friend that worked on dues. And of course that was the news story of the time. And so I'm on TV I love that Rio PMP and I made that thing work because I listened to a lot of 98 kilobit sound files. You know what I mean? Like I had no CD uh, sound. Like if I wanted to put, you know, a walking around worth of music on, I had to, I had to, to, to chop that one down like compression wise, like quality wise. And yeah, that we've only gone on from there. Like people are perfectly happy watching old heavily compressed stuff on YouTube and streaming services. Some of them lower end stuff there, you know, just, I don't know. Non-fungible only makes sense when truly it's something that it is 
people want the superlative version and the copy will not do. And unfortunately, the digital world is really good at yeah. close, uh, pretty darn close. Uh, some sort of replication. So, yeah. Well, right? uh, th- thanks Anyways. for joining our 20-minute version of An Old Guy <laughs> Tries to Understand NFTs. I appreciate thanks everybody. Thanks for uh, coming uh, to my TED Talk, everybody. I got a, <laughs> everything wrong. And uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's such a weird and interesting thing. And I, I figured it was a good a good conversation a, starter for us it's here, a obviously. Borderline, it's a borderline thought experiment is it, what it is. It right really here. is. It's, I mean, uh, Warhol would be very intrigued by the digital space, I'm sure. But Right. Well, there's yeah, you mentioned that there's a court case going on that they've determined that Warhol's painting of Prince is one copyright, but the guy who took the picture that Warhol copied Needs uh, to get yeah, some money yeah, yeah. somewhere from a from a bot like from some sale that's going on. Like it's just uh, that's I don't where know. it just starts, and and that's why the NFTs are kind of intriguing because it's like, well, Sony's not getting any piece of this Ghostbusters no. logo sale that's happening, and but well, soon the, they will somehow. Vivi is that the name of the company? I'm trying to find the web link I was using, and they, um, yeah, they they still they're slow. Well, it says like. Ghostbusters, it says Ghostbusters on it. They call it a Moogly, Moogly Platinum. Hey, that's how you the know Ghostbusters it's The Ghostbusters logo's on yeah. it, and it's like, yeah, but at the same time, yeah, well, that's the, that's probably the next test right there is those guys made an agreement with, if I understand correctly, somewhere along the line, made an agreement with Sony to get the, the rights to produce a real-world thing using the 3D model, and now they're selling off a limited copy of non-fungible <laughs> versions of the digital Ugh, copy that gets kind of shady agree, yeah does their agreement with sony allow for that but then we <laughs> shout out to the yes have some crew how many prototypes does him and uh you know all the other collectors oh, out true. there have? yeah once once a certain amount of time passes where that prototype doesn't become something that's being used i guess it's i don't know but yeah, then that's again there's the weird thing of arguing that those prototypes are not the final product they're on you know some they're not as perfect as the final thing. And really people are just interested in them as this curiosity of production. Whereas these guys went, yes, we made a file and then we made a real world thing. And now we've made 200 copies of the digital file and we're selling it for money. And it's like, okay, I'm no copyright lawyer, but I think there's a discussion that needs to be had here. Like, I think, I think somewhere, uh, a, a lawyer at Sony just sat bolt upright in bed. I picture him with like some sort of Korean <laughs> snail slime mask on and, and a sleep mask over his eyes. And he just sat up in bed, bed went, like, uh, NFTs, uh, NFTs. Uh, <laughs> poor everybody trying to just keep up after the year that has passed for everyone. The future um, is stupid sometimes. It's very weird. Uh, did anybody out there bid on or purchase an NFT? I'd be yeah, curious to hear from did. you guys. Yeah, uh, just and then the, did you turn around and sell it for the yeah, 700% markup? Please uh, help help us figure that out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, if, if you haven't uh, caught on, it has been a slow week. Uh, we uh, will be getting into other stuff, uh, obviously, in our 300th episode. We've got special <gasps> guests, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, but there was a little bit of merch news before we come to a close here. Yeah. Uh, fun.com, which I believe is a subsidiary of, of Zavi, maybe, possibly. I don't know yeah. how they 
I think it's the together. same company, two different URLs. Uh, yeah, but so, you know, Zavi has had a lot of Ghostbuster stuff. Um, oh, Zavi, his, sorry. Yeah. The Zavi is one company, fun.com is a different company. Is a different company. Okay, for whatever reason, I thought they were combined together. But uh, No, fun.com is, sorry, is, is part of the Halloween costume. Halloween, whatever. there we go. I knew they were yeah. some sort of other, like they had an, an overarching brand. Um, but anyway, so uh, fun.com has the slimed uh, Moogly because we're talking about the NFTs with the the logo um couple t-shirts uh, f- fun pop culture stuff um it's just fun to see another licensor out there doing something with the ghostbusters brand um so so check those out um and then really that's it's been kind of a slow week I, there was the uh pop insider article that we didn't get to last week which um yours truly and anthony and claire bueno are, are quoted in um just it, it's an it's an insider trade magazine that's done by the same people um, as Toy Book, which is the sort of toy industry, uh, I don't know, like the, the trade paper, like Variety or Hollywood Reporter, um, and just talking about all the stuff that's uh, on the horizon to be looking out for in 2021 and 2022 and beyond. Uh, and uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife gets a very nice, wonderful nod in there. Uh, James Zahn, who is a, a fellow fan, uh, loves Faith No More, who he's also true to my heart, um, but uh, wrote a, a great article about what the future holds for Ghostbusters, uh, what the license holds for Ghostbusters. You know, Hasbro is really doing wonders with the with what they've been given and, uh, and what they've been planning, and um, just more sort of a tease, really Chris than anything I don't there wasn't much to, yeah. to glean from that article in no. terms of, of news but at least for, for us that, that we're well aware of Ghostbusters and what's coming with afterlife it was more for awareness of people who don't either didn't know that Ghostbusters afterlife was coming and products were tying into it or knew and then forgot because things have been delayed uh, for for covid uh, reasons um, but it, it just a wonderful, I mean, James made me sound really awesome. I, I don't think I sounded that great when I was interviewed by him. So thank you, James, for making me sound like a coherent human being. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun article and, and the buenos getting quoted was, was really fun too. It was kind of fun yeah. to be in the same article with them. I, I want to try and find myself a copy, a physical copy of that. Digitally, everybody can read it right now. Yeah, we'll we'll post um, up uh, a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, get you get your fungible copy of the uh, <laughs> of Troy's interview. I was gonna, yeah, we'll I'll watermark it so it's like the <laughs> NFT version, but it's only my version, <laughs> and I'll resell it to everybody. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers! I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our NFT version 
of the podcast. Mostly, uh, this, yeah. If you have downloaded this, this is your version. Feel free to sell this for whatever you feel is appropriate <laughs> and uh, feel free to then flip that for whatever you feel is appropriate. This is your uh, version of the, the podcast. The, whatever the MP3 is that you downloaded, this is yours. Yes, I'm talking hey. to you, whoever is listening to this right this second. I think me and my lawyers may want to talk to you about this off uh, off air, Troy. Uh, are no. we supposed to make money <laughs> off of this? I think other people do, but we don't. Absolutely Is it possible. Is it really possible. Uh, speaking of which, go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to pick up your t-shirts and hats, and that's the only way we make money to keep right. the lights on here. Um, but uh, Chris, what do you have in terms of uh, final thoughts for this very short episode of the podcast? I got two. One is I found an article on medium.com, which goes back to the end of January. And it was them announcing um, their NFTs, the Grossbuster NFTs, ah. which include, a, we. I only found out there was a, there was a gold one. And that's when I found out about it. That was like two weeks ago or whatever. I think that might've been a, like just a more recent addition to it, but they list a, uh, there's a Mr. Stay Puff. Uh, it's been out since, yeah, this article went out the day before a lot of them dropped. It's marked as uncommon at 3,750 copies at, uh, 20. Okay. I'm going to do some math here. Cause everybody loves hearing me talk out some math here. <laughs> 24.99 us times 3,750. That is 93, just a little under $94,000. Um, yeah, they're calling it uncommon. Uh, first appearance, edition type, first appearance, meaning maybe they'll do others, but it says right here, license ghost core. So hmm. okay, interesting. they also, they also call it brand Ghostbusters one and series one, meaning I, th- that suggests they'll want to do more and maybe from the other movies. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's, let's see, January 28th. Marked rare at twelve ninety nine, but only twenty four hundred copies times twenty four hundred. So yeah, another thirty one grand Jeez. for the Moogly, but it's only uh, thirty one grand. Yeah. Well, for that's what the Vive is making off their twenty four hundred copies if they sell them all. Um, thing is, is they're not. Uh, like they talk about the roots of it in the movie, but they're not talking about where this file came from. There's the platinum one, January 28th, 89 bucks for 200. So mm. 89 times 200. That's, which is weird because they make less money off the rare thing. And then the secondary market, I theoretically is where it all goes nuts. But what's funny is they have a bunch covered in like hidden under a cloth. It's just a, it's just a digital copy, like a digital image, but one is called uh, Slimer. No drop date. He's common at 20 bucks, 5,500 copies of them. And another is Ghost Trap, ultra rare, 35 bucks, 1,750 of them. And again, no release date on that. And then I saw that. Now what's interesting about it. This is just a continuity. Thanks for coming back for the second half of my talk. <laughs> um, where is it? Join the digital collectible revolution. Collect your favorite fandoms as limited edition. Yeah, I know what that means. 3D digital collectible replicas. Yeah, I know what that means. In premium digital format. Okay, whatever premium digital means. Is that, 
you know, no, it's the good ones and zeros. We make them out of sparkling mountain mm. ones and zeros. Only not triple not. distilled ones and zeros. <laughs> ones and zeros <laughs> distilled through Herkimer diamonds. <laughs> um, uh, create, but this is the interesting part. Create virtual showrooms. And that's kind of like, oh, yawn. Okay, sure. It's a way to then show off your thing. Uh, and, but this is interesting. And drop your digital collectibles in the real world with Vive's AR features. So hmm. it's a digital thing you own. And like that one thing, it's you and 199 other people in the world. And I, if I owned one, in theory, I could come down here to my basement and have my shelf and quote unquote put the item there and then yeah, it's AR, an AR yeah if my buddies come over with their camera they look at it and they're oh, like oh you have that even though it exists only in a digital space this this is not weird again still weird. not sold me on the whole idea but but at the same time if you expand that out where you like if you went to somebody's basement and they got a wall that's just empty and then they're like well hold up the app and you hold up the app and it's filled with like a thousand yeah. digital items. I guess that that's true. How is that different from like action figure collecting? It's like, right? all right, so you have something tangible or you have something digital. I guess what's the difference? Um, or how, how, and like I said, some of this seems to be so futury. It makes more sense. So imagine a world where Google Glasses finally like find the right niche and price point and obtrusiveness that people don't hate and all this. You know, where your glasses are handy rather than, you know, invasive. And you sit down in some guy's office, you know, and he's got his desk with his, his, you know, laptop, but it's empty otherwise. But, you know, he's like, oh yeah, do you want to see my collectibles? And you, on your glasses, you fire up the app and his desk is covered in digital Funko bobbleheads or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, I, there's parts Wave of it that future. I'm like, that is yeah. so kind of cool. And then the last piece of the puzzle is, and then if there's, you know... <laughs> A solar flare or a giant EMP or a nuclear war tomorrow, your digital shit's worth nothing. <laughs> like, I can't... I own I own a one-of-a-kind Moogly. It's worth $45,000. Sure you did, sir. Like, Please get in the can van. Can I see it? It's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, that's not my did. final thought. That was me just trying to expand on the stuff <laughs> we talked. So, Ghost, the thing is, is Ghost Core's in, is Ghost Core's in on it, man. It was officially um, licensed, is what it sounds like, or at least based upon that like, solicit there. Yeah. Yeah, and if that interesting the, the initial article is to be believed, it's hotcakes. I, I, wow. I, like I said, we'll see where it ends up. It again. Anyways. I mean, you're right. It's what's the difference between a challenge coin and a and an NFT? If it's something that you have, you have the bragging rights to it, and it's worth money, then uh, uh, so be it. And if you can display it somewhere proudly, then all right, good, good for you. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I the, the craziest thing is I hate for this episode to listen to it back, uh, you know, a couple of years from now and be like, I was the guy who hated rock and roll. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm just I'm struggling to 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 figure this out, and I uh, I'll I'll get there. Um, I, I I like I said I see ourselves as the guys who are like I don't get most rock and roll, but those Beatle guys sound kind of cool. I like yeah. that one song. Uh, I feel like yeah. I said it's like I don't understand this. I don't see myself spending money on this, but I see how this. Like I said, there's a couple of examples in my head where I'm kind of like. But yeah, I could see that being really cool in the future. I yeah. don't know where it's going to end up, but it could be something. And it's, really it's cool. a trophy case. It's uh, what's the difference between you know having a DTOF full of uh, of acquisitions and a digital DTOF full of acquisitions? I guess that's the the same 
Same yeah, sort well, of thing. I mean, speaking as a guy who's trying to like downsize the amount of physical junk he's dragging yeah. through the world, I don't know if I'd have the same size collection of digital stuff, but I could conceivably see myself as having like, you know, the neat work office or whatever that, you know, displays the one digital, the one digital item, right? Like, yeah, it's just, you know, just, I don't know. We'll see. To be continued. Anyway, my, yeah. My, my, my real final thought was, is, uh, so Twitter got themselves or bought themselves or partnered up with a, uh, a newsletter style system that, uh, both, uh, links out to Twitter and then you can come back in and see it or people can sign up for it and they'll get it via emails. And I've been playing around with it and it's kind of fun to put together. Like, you know, just, well, I was thinking every couple of weeks or a month to throw together, but I used to do that with when I transitioned away from the website was I tried to get social media to spit out weekly digest, the digest of all the stuff for the week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I, this one, I just pick and choose the stuff that I find most interesting for people, but the people who sign up for it probably have seen all that stuff too. So I thought one of the things I might start adding in is I might start putting together little, um, uh, Ghostbuster, R- uh, RPG, uh, NPC characters. Like Ooh. based on film and television or maybe yeah. brand new ones or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's my final thought. I don't, I guess if, if anybody's listening and they like, oh, do so-and-so or oh, do so-and-so. But for the moment, I think it'll just be fun to, I think it's fun. If I do it right, it'll just be kind of fun to, oh yeah, it's that guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, at, at best, if somebody's running a game and they need to like throw in a character, yeah. it's like, all right, here you go. And I would also say like the, the newsletter, I signed up for it when you, you shot it out on, on Twitter and it's so nice to have something curated and, and in a digest form where you can just kind of sit and read it in, in the email and be like, oh, oh yeah. It's, it's nice to see like the week's happenings in a newspaper you know, uh, uh, yeah. curated form like that. So, um, so si- sign up for it just, just for that too, just to kind of filter out sort of the, the noise of social media and to, to see, you know, the stuff that you may have missed if you, yeah, if you hear it. I will, I think I tweeted out the link and I don't know if I've done it yet, but I will add the link to my proton charging Twitter's, uh, bio. That way it's always there. Yeah. So if you're interested in it, uh, go get it. Like I said, it, for the, the largest part, it'll be 90% stuff you've already read before. Hopefully there's 10% that you may have missed in this wild and crazy world that you go, oh, thank you very much. Uh, or ideally, I see it as a good way to, like, you. let's put it this way. There's the initial story, gold NFT Mooglies. And then there'll be the, because I think that went out in the last one. I was like, what the hell is this? There'll be a follow-up where I'm like, holy cow, there's more than we thought. And they're all official. And, and also, what's an NFT? Tune into the yeah. podcast to hear us try to explain it and yeah. then i'd kind of like to throw together like just throw in a little thing it might be a place that i can dump uh, strange little one-off files and speaking of it totally <laughs> i'm gonna get rid of some fungible uh, ghostbusters <laughs> collectibles <laughs> like just interesting stuff that i know is online or copies of stuff that i have that's you know old out of print stuff or, or like i say these role-playing game characters i keep thinking about the role-playing game and it's kind of fun to like watch a show and go that person would be a fantastic character and you just sort of in your head go their brains would be this and their smart you know their uh moves would be this and nice 
nice. modeled after you know the NPC entries in the old uh, RPG um, yeah RPG books. Where are we at here? Forty-two minutes. I know we so we did Ky- it. Dustin's crew. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we made you sit through forty minutes <laughs> for what was supposed to be a twenty-minute episode. Twenty-minute episode. Forty, 40 minutes. minutes of nonsense. Yeah, um, I got. I gotta get back. Yeah, Chris has got to get back to work. So uh, until next week, everybody, uh, please send in your 300th episode uh, greetings. Please tell us what you want to uh, uh, suggest or recommend to everybody. Uh, We've got some really good ones so far. We're going to air those on the 300th episode. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll we'll, we'll let you know when that's going to premiere. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We'll do it all as as a group, and uh, it'll it'll be awesome. Not a Ghostbusters thing at all. No. Uh, We're all Ghostbusters fans. We all know and love Ghostbusters. But if you know you're like if you like Ghostbusters, you might like this book. Or if you want to take a break from Ghostbusters, have you ever read such and such? Or uh, this is you know my mom makes this wonderful dish. Yeah. Here's you know the yes. recipe online. Yeah. Go that you uh, you should make it. Um, I'm hoping at least one person sends you and I a recommendation for a cocktail because boy, mm-hmm. we'll take it. Please, we need that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. Uh, somebody did. They were like, "Does it have to be Ghostbusters related?" I'm like, "No. If you want to no. recommend the chicken parm at Michelli's, I'm down with it, man. Just like to whatever. It's you all know, about love, and that's all think, we're, we're looking for here. I think people here. when the we're a Ghostbusters community, and when people think we're tell, asking them to recommend a Ghostbusters thing, they get kind of self conscious. It's like, don't. We all know the stuff. This is this is the place where we've all been stuck inside and are looking for things to yeah. keep going a little cabin feverish. So, you know, like like yeah, just drinks, books, movies, television, stuff that you love that doesn't normally come up in Ghostbusters no. fan community discussion. So this is yeah. the chance to that's get the it point. out there. Yeah, the, the 300th episode is going to be a, a, a cultivation of all of our favorite things that we love. That's that's the goal. So. Um, but uh, all right, you've got to get back to work. I got to go get some sleep. Uh, yes. All of our listeners need to go get to work because it's Monday morning. You got stuff to do, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We got Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.